Hello and welcome to I Don't Know What I'm Talking About. A lot has happened this week and I've got a lot of explaining to do. And welcome back to I Don't Know What I'm Talking About, the podcast that aims to normalize unexpected and potentially uncomfortable conversations and encourages people to prioritize their mental health by talking about things that they wouldn't necessarily want to talk about. Hey, do you remember when in the last episode, the February guest episode, I told you I'll see you tomorrow for my Friday episode? Well, that didn't go to plan. Um... Basically, everything seems to just happen in my life in that whole weekend and then following week, and I just ran out of time. So I, A, couldn't get round to making a Friday episode, and B, couldn't get round to doing a Monday episode. Then I had some kind of existential crisis where I was like, I just don't have time to do this at all. And then I was like... I don't really need to do two episodes a week. I know I promised this some time ago. And realistically, there's probably a lot of people listening out there that don't give a shit really whether I do two or one a week. Or really whether I do a once a month guest episode. I only felt like I needed to do that because I am very... I don't know if pedantic is the word, but... So, because I because I kind of promised you, the listener, the viewer, uh, and I'd kind of made a promise to myself that I would commit to two a week, especially in the new year, I felt like I needed to keep that, even if not for you guys, for, for me, for myself. But then, also forgot to remember that Heather's birthday comes right at the end of January, I ended up obviously taking her away to Brighton for that. So that that weekend was was out. Then immediately followed the weekend after by an awards ceremony, which we'll talk about in a minute, an awards ceremony for the Amateur Dramatics, coupled with the fact that I've had a horrendously busy week at work and a driving course that I needed to complete. I just didn't get round to, to doing the friday episode for the next day and the monday episode for the for the for the sort of after the weekend and then i've just made the executive decision now to only release on fridays mondays are scrapped obviously keeping the guest episodes for the first of every month because they're quite easy to just record when i have a chance and slot in wherever on that i will say uh, on the previous guest episode with Ben, I mentioned about recording with Chris, our friend, who has uh, an alternative version to the Copacabana ghost story that obviously I told about Ben a few episodes ago. And I was going to record on that evening after recording with Ben. Unfortunately, that didn't go to plan either. Basically, long story short, I had a meeting with someone regarding marketing for the social media, not for the podcast, but for the amateur dramatics group that I'm a member of. And 
when I got home, I was supposed to then immediately record with Chris. But my puppy, my doggo, my my puddles, um, who who isn't a puppy at all? He's ten years old almost. He started acting very peculiarly. He's fine now, but he was. I just I, he was acting in a way that I'd never seen him act before, and I wasn't very comfortable with that, and I wasn't. I wasn't happy to just leave him by himself to then record uh, a podcast episode. So I ended up cancelling with Chris on that. Um, and we will get round to at some point, hopefully, because he's going to New York very soon. And it was just odd. I can't say Puddles was ill. He just was acting very peculiarly. He He wouldn't bark. He wouldn't... Like, normally you would walk in through the front door and he'd come bounding down the stairs if he's been upstairs normally sitting in the window watching the world go by. I'd walk through the door and it's almost like I just didn't have a dog anymore. Like I'd walk through the door and it'd be radio silence. Nothing. No one meets me at the door. Nothing. I'd have to shout him and he'd feebly appear at the top of the stairs like, are you, are you here? Oh good. Good to see you, but I'm just going to stay here. And I can't really explain it fully how he was acting, but he was acting peculiarly. Um, and I think, I think, I think, basically, I think what had happened is me and myself and Heather had just become very busy at this sort of period of our lives. And not that we're neglecting the dog, he still obviously gets everything that he needs. And when we're not here, Heather's mum will very kindly look after him and walk him and everything uh, if we're busy with work or other commitments and stuff. And he he always gets the love and care that he needs, but not like Heather and I are just aren't always here, but he's always perfectly looked after and perfectly safe. I just think he was missing us a little bit. So I decided to spend the evening just with puddles in front of the telly. And he was sort of, he, I was sort of lying on the sofa. Heather was out obviously, cause we're very busy currently. Uh, Heather was out. I was in front of the telly on the sofa and puddle, um, puddles was just kind of on my chest chilling. And I think he appreciated that. And we had we had a nice little cuddle session. I will also say, just before we move on to the uh, main bulk of the episode, I'm glad I've got all the rest of that kind of stuff out of the way now. So just to reiterate, I will only be doing Friday episodes from here on out. And the guest episodes will slot in on the first of every month. Puddles wasn't very well, so I've not got the March episode recorded just yet, which is what I did plan to do at the time. And this weekend just gone um, with the... Amdram group that I'm a part of, we went to an awards evening. We were nominated for six awards for our last production, which was Calendar Girls. Uh, obviously, you know that Kinky Boots is coming up very soon, 17th to the 20th of March, if you want to... Uh, so, that's wrong. 17th to the 20th of April, 2024. If you want to get tickets, you can book them through the Linktree link in the description of the podcast uh, or the YouTube video if you're watching there. But we did Calendar Girls last year. We were nominated for six awards and we got all the way through. We were nominated for Best Supporting Female in a Musical for Catherine, who played Chris. Best female, uh, best Lead Female in a Musical, uh, which was Debbie, who played Annie. Best Ensemble, which was all six of the main women that get their clothes off at the end of the show. Best Director, which was Sean, who is also directing 
Kinky Boots. Best Musical Director, which is Triona, who is also musical directing Kinky Boots. And finally, Best Musical. And we made it all the way through the night with zero wins. Um, everyone did really well and were fantastic in their area. But unfortunately, we got to the final award of the night and we didn't have any wins under our belt. So it was extra special and a, a nice big surprise when we got to the final award of the night and they announced the winner of Best Musical goes to Crew Amateur Musical Society for Calendar Girls and we went ballistic. It was just pure euphoria. And I will say... Uh, we won Best Musical at this award ceremony in, 2000, uh, in 2019 for Jesus Christ Superstar. Then in 2020 and 2021, there were no awards because of obvious reasons. Uh, and then for uh, and then in 2023, we had the awards for the previous year of 2022. We were nominated again for Best Musical, unfortunately didn't win that year. And then this year, we've been nominated again for Calendar Girls. One. So that is out of three nominations for Best Musical in three consecutive years, we have won two of those. And we're going to try and make it three out of four for next year with Kinky Boots. As I said, you can buy your tickets through the Linktree link. Anyway, all that being said, all that cleared up, loving life, sitting on cloud nine after a super, super busy week, I'm back into podcasting and I think we should spin the wheel. How do you feel about that? Good. Let's do it. Okay, and the topic is virtual reality. Now, I, um, I've, I've kind of already got an idea of how I want to go about talking about this. I, I've only ever used virtual reality once. First of all, let me explain what... Well, what I think it is, anyway, I'm going to go, let me explain what it is to those of you who don't know. I might be wrong, but I, I'm i pretty sure that virtual reality is, you know, like, the, well, it's a v, like VR headsets are virtual reality, aren't they? Those things that you put on your head and you put in headphones, and then you've got these little hand things to move about with your hands and stuff. It's like they make virtual reality video games and you can have like a virtual reality experience where you sort of put these goggles on your head, don't you? And it makes you think that you're in a in a new world. And I've only ever had one experience with virtual reality. And it's when um, a friend of mine got given a VR headset for work. And they, um, they, they, they had to hold on to it that, I don't know how to explain this their their workplace gave it to them they held on to it for a period of time took it to an event that they needed to go to for work came home still had it on their on their person and then took it back to work days later so uh, on an occasion when i was at their house when they had the vr headset at their house we gave it a go um and it 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 was it was it was really good and actually um, there was this, there, there was lots of different things that you could do through it. They had this New York experience. Well, they, they had experiences, I think, for a plethora of different places. 
but because Heather and I had been to New York, we were like, oh, let's do the New York experience and see what that's like to see if it's to see if it's similar, at least to the actual time that we actually went to New York. Uh, and it was it was it was good. But you, obviously, you, you for, for obvious reasons, you still don't get the sense that I'm actually here because I'm actually in my friend's living room just stood here as I'm sort of looking round and oh yeah there is the Empire State Building and uh, oh I, I, yeah, I can see 42nd Street and and everything it, it's all it's all clear as day and everywhere you look is really uh it's really cool but you still obviously get the sense that you're still stood in someone's living room and the fact that you know it as well it's not like you've been transported there and you're like oh my god I'm actually in New York this is the weirdest thing but that was that was good fun but the the bit that I really want to talk about is when uh, someone said to me, Sean, try this. And I was like, what is it? And they were like, just try it. I was like, I don't like the sounds of this. Put the VR headset on. And what they had essentially uh, done was switch on. Um, it was it was shortly after It 2 came out. It Part 2. It Chapter 2, whatever the f- film was called, with... Um, Bill Skarsgård, and it was kind of like a, a VR advertisement for that for that film, and you <laughs> essentially all you're doing is walking around the sewers under the city, and you can hear Pennywise just giggling to himself from a distance, and it's not nice, and you know that any second he's just going to pop up out of nowhere, and lo and behold. I think about four minutes into me having this thing on my head, Pennywise appeared out of almost thin air, and I, shit you not, uh, pardon the pun, <laughs> I uh, I almost filled my underwear. Yeah, there's an image you didn't need. Um, so, <laughs> in terms of my experience with... With VR, uh, virtual reality, I uh, I preferred, in a sense, the New York experience because it was just nice to walk around New York and experience New York. Although it didn't feel like I was actually there. Obviously, I wasn't. But with the It one, even though you know you're not there, I'm in my friend's living room. I haven't been transported to the sewers under a fictional town from a Stephen King novel. Just the the idea that I think that's kind of what I'm getting into like a deep sort of sense of it here. But just the idea that fear makes it more real, I think. I, I, I don't know if I'm explaining myself properly but because because there is the opportunity to be scared it makes it feel more real like with the new york experience it was all just very banal and very straightforward but with the it experience it was petrifying and that makes it feel more real i don't know what the science is behind that or the psychology of it all but that I suppose it's it's having a sense of jeopardy makes it feel real. If I'd have been walking through New York and uh, uh, a, a high-speed chase had 
flown past on the street with coppers shooting at robbers and robbers shooting back and stuff i would have probably felt a bit more like oh shit i could die here but it was all just very nice and straightforward quite serene actually which is probably not the way that most people would describe new york it's all very busy and urban isn't it um but i love new york new york's one of my favorite cities probably my favorite city in the world that i've ever visited i was gonna go into i was gonna talk about what i would choose to do if if i was to if if i was given a choice of any vr experience that i could that i could suggest or could have myself if i if i could just choose any experience uh, that's the way i was going to go with this uh, ages ago when i first got the first got the topic um and now that i've actually got to the point where i was going to talk about it i can't think of anything that i would do um probably something probably something that i just absolutely wouldn't be able to do myself so for instance the the hubble telescope uh floating through space uh taking pictures of objects planets uh galaxies far far away um and getting these images and sending them back to earth if you could if if we were to create a vr experience where i could i could be walking on uh, a hyper realistic version of uranus for comedy purposes i would love to walk on uranus because that is something that I know I would never, ever do. I would never even walk on the moon myself personally because I don't have, I don't have the mental or physical or just even spiritual abilities to be an astronaut. So I would never, I would never leave this atmosphere and go to the moon or Mars or anywhere like that. But even further afield, even more ludicrously far, somewhere like Uranus, or even further afield. I mean, plot me on Pluto. Do it. I don't want to, in real life, go to Pluto. I would freeze very clearly at minus however many thousand million degrees it is out there. I would obviously freeze to death. But if you could place me on Pluto, in a, on a hyper-realistic version of Pluto, and I could walk around for a short while, enjoying the views, from the comfort of my own home, and the warmth of my own home, I'd do that. 100%. Something like an experience where I just I would never experience it in real life, or could never experience it in real life. That's... If I was given absolute free reign on what VR experience I would like to have, something, just anything that I would never be able to experience in my real life. And that is virtual reality to me. And let's spin the wheel again. Okay, and the topic is painting. Now, there there are two very obvious avenues that one could go down here. And they are obviously painting a wall 
like a decoration, like decorating a wall, or painting a picture, like an artist. Because I've already discussed decorating on this podcast before, and because it was a fairly boring subject, I'm going to try and stay away from that. What I will say is, uh, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, you won't be able to see this wall because it's um, as I'm as I'm sitting here. It's it's here to my right, uh, so you won't see this from where you are because it's essentially the other side of the camera. When we moved into this house, this room was the nursery for the previous couple's child, and on this wall here, there were painted a plethora of animals. Uh, a koala, a giraffe, an elephant, a lion, probably somewhere. And for the first several months of us living here, it stayed that way. <laughs> Not because we were we thought we were expecting kids or anything, just because we couldn't be asked. And then it it came to the point where we were like, we should really paint over this. So we got the we got the white. Uh, I mean, these walls here are still the same as as what the previous owners had. We've lived in this house for over seven years now. Um, and these walls are still the same. The ones behind me, still like a baby blue colour. It come to the point where we were like, we're going to have to paint over these animals because it's just ridiculous that we've still got this painting on on the wall in our in our spare room. And we made the executive decision to just paint just let's just paint most people would have thought about what they were doing and probably sanded the wall maybe taken the wallpaper off i don't know i actually don't think there is any wallpaper on there to be fair uh, they would probably would have sanded the wall down at least to try and you know clear some of the the bumps and and uh, knots on the wall now what we have <laughs> is a wall that is white, but you can still see exactly where the animals used to be because they were painted on and the paint lines are risen slightly from the wall. So you can still see a fully white koala, a fully white giraffe, a fully white elephant, a fully white snake. And that was a decision that was that was made uh, in haste, I, I suppose. I'm also very aware that you've probably noticed this on the video that I've delivered this entire portion of the podcast to the wall simply because I'm looking at the wall talking about the wall rather than the camera. But I don't suppose it really matters now because eventually this room is going to become my full-time studio for the podcast. This is actually some decisions that had been made after I talked on the decorating episode. So this is something new I can tell you, actually. This room is going to become, eventually, my full-time studio for this, for the podcast. Um, Heather will forego this room. This used to be her office for work, for working from home. But she's going to now get the other spare room, which is much bigger than this, to be fair, which she will prefer. Uh, and that's essentially going to be a, a an office for her that, that she will work from home in. And a... Uh, a walk-in wardrobe also. So there you go. There's some more decorating plans for us moving forward. And I have no doubt that some paint will be used in the decorating of those rooms. This is how we stick on the subject of painting.
just going to now move on to, like, sort of away from decorating onto painting as in art, artistry. Like, what an, what an artist, like Van Gogh or Salvador Dali, like an actual artist painting. I took, <laughs> for my GCSEs, um, I took, because I, literally because I thought they would be super, super easy, I took music, art, drama and media studies i'm sure i've mentioned this already in a previous episode so i won't go into all that depth but what i will say is um for one of my final sort of projects for for art i did a roy lichtenstein inspired comic strip version of 9-11 and it's not as insensitive as I think you might assume. As in, I didn't mean it that way at all. Basically, we had to choose an artist's style. This is for our final piece. We had to choose an artist's style. And I really liked Roy Lichtenstein's style of, of painting, the sort of pop art version, uh, the you know, pop art. And uh, a historical event that I remembered from my life and was always profoundly moved by was 9-11 so I was like I'll do that historical event and I didn't use any of the I've spoken to people about this and they were like did you use like the wham bam bang like any of that stuff sort of like the explosions and things I was like no I'm despicable as that sounds I as a 15 year old boy did not think to do that because that's super insensitive I did it as tastefully as I possibly could. Uh, I I used speech bubbles uh, to to. Uh, I actually researched by by watching actual news footage and took actual captions from news footage uh, and placed them in the speech bubbles for for the uh, for the piece. Uh, and then I, it was sort of like not not a comic strip. A comic strip is the wrong thing to to call it, really. It was a timeline of the events of the day. So, like I said, I used speech bubbles and included actual dialogue from from news recordings from that day to try and keep it as authentic as possible. Also, like I said, I didn't use any, like, wham, bam, bang, explosion sounds like the onomatopoeic sounds that that would be used in say like a comic book i didn't use any of those because i didn't want to be insensitive what i did use from roy lichtenstein's style was the dots so some bits like uh maybe the uh the lighter side of the of the of one of the buildings would have been gray dots whereas the other side would have been fully painted to show the the direction of the light coming in from the sun and yeah, I mean, I feel like, looking back, now I wouldn't have done that. As a 15-year-old, I enjoyed the idea of it, and I think I executed it well enough. But when you say it out loud, as I am doing now, it does sound very insensitive, like, oh, you did a comic strip of 9-11. Realistically, it wasn't a comic strip. It was a sequence of the events of the day done in the style of an artist who I respected uh, 
and of a historical event that I was profoundly moved by and I remember from my actual lifetime. That was the be-all and end-all of it. If you were to see the piece, it would probably look like a comic strip and look quite insensitive. And so, if I was to be given the opportunity again, probably wouldn't do it. And on that rather morbid and grave-digging note, uh, and by grave-digging, I don't, I don't, I'm trying not to be insensitive again. I mean, like, I'm digging myself a hole um, by, by, by continuing to talk about things that might be insensitive. But what did happen when I was when I was doing this is, I, and I was thinking about this the other day as well. I think maybe one of the reasons I'm so fascinated by true crime and by uh, the paranormal and by just death in general is because, uh, like a young age, I, oh, I I was seven when nine eleven happened, and I remember it like it was yesterday. And then obviously I went on to to high school and 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 took on this topic for this piece, simply because I remembered it, and like I said, I was profoundly moved by it, I found myself in like a bit of a, a bit of like a research spiral, where I just kept reading about it, and watching videos, and looking at pictures, and it was obviously horrible, but these things then stuck in my head, and I don't know if that's maybe had an effect on me later on in life, as to why I'm so kind of, (sighs) obsessed isn't the right word, but like, I... I am interested in death. (laughs) That's weird. That's a really weird thing to say. But I'm thinking maybe that is kind of like a basis as to why death and the afterlife and the psychology of why people might do these horrible, disgusting things is so fascinating to me. Uh, I know we're on the topic of painting, that went very dark, and so for that reason, I think we'll end it there. Painting! Wowzers. If you've got any comments, questions, topic suggestions, or if you just want to talk to me about any of the topics that I've ever talked about on this podcast, then get in touch, don't know what pod at gmail.com. If you click the link tree link in the description of the podcast or the video if you're watching on YouTube, then you can find me on all of my other adventures, including Kinky Boots, which you know all about already at this point. If you could, which you should, in my opinion, you can drop me a five-star review and a nice little comment on whichever podcasting app you're listening on, if that feature is available and if you click the little plus icon at the top of the podcast that means you will have subscribed to the podcast and so you'll get notified every time that i post so you don't have to wonder has sean posted yet is though is i is i don't know what i'm talking about out yet i don't know subscribe and you'll just know you'll just get a notification similarly you can press the subscribe button the button that actually says subscribe on youtube and then exactly the same thing will happen on youtube like, comment, say whatever you want to say, long as it's nice. And I will see you next Friday, because there are no Monday episodes anymore, when I could be talking about literally anything. And maybe digging myself another unnecessary hole. Bye!